Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, it is our hope that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, Pastor and everyone, we're in our 46th episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and uh, once again, continuing our series in Proverbs, just looking uh, about how to live wisely. So uh, these are great things. want to encourage you to get out there, make sure your friends know about it, uh, You know, post it on your uh, social media, uh, give a friend a call, give them a text right now and say, hey, listen, it's a great one you need to hear. And that is because we're going to be talking about a five-letter word that people don't really like to talk about. Many believe that pride is the original sin, and that's what it is. Mm. Uh, not the garden, but by Satan himself, he wanted to ascend to God's throne. And we've, uh, we've often heard, or I have anyway, uh, pride comes before a fall. But we always mean that about someone else, mm. you know, mm. when we see him go down. Um, uh, it, it couldn't possibly have been written to me. I know that. But uh uh, but, you know, the truth is pride can creep in. It can creep into our lives. And if that's the case, I have to ask, is there a remedy? So I'm hoping, Pastor Tommy, that uh, you can help us see what Proverbs has to yeah, say. We don't really talk about pride a whole lot, I guess, Trey. But the reality is it's a pretty big deal, isn't it? Mm, it really is. Yeah. So I think this is going to be helpful for us to think through how we overcome pride uh, before pride overcomes and destroys us. So let me ask you a question, Trey, mm-hmm. before we start talking about pride. what What's something in life that really disappoints you? Wow. I am always disappointed when people tell me they'll be in church and they're not. (laughs) That always disappoints me. I said, they said they were coming. Yeah. Yeah. I I talked to a couple of people this past Sunday or this past week that I had met at different places and said, Oh yeah, I'm going to come to your church this Sunday. They didn't show up. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing, but Hey, here's um, what disappoints me. What That's a good question. Me, what is the big one? Yeah, yeah. For me, it, it, it happens sometimes at night hmm. when I go to the freezer and I get the ice cream carton and I open up the ice cream <laughs> I carton. I knew where you were yeah, going. Yeah, you said yeah. freezer. When I go to the freezer and I open the ice cream carton and there's like one bite of ice cream left <sighs> in the ice cream carton. Just throw it away when it gets to one bite, please. Or just go ahead and eat it. And or just, yeah, just, just don't, I mean, gone. <sighs> And I probably do the same thing, but my wife will do that. She'll put it back in there with one or two bites and like that. I can't do anything with this. <laughs> like what, what, what am I supposed to do with two bites of ice cream? Right. I mean, that's, that's uh, that is disappointing. Yeah. I can't think of I much. can understand that. I can understand oh, that. Oh, that's terrible. Right. And so, so yeah, there's nothing more disappointing to me than an empty carton of ice cream. And, and I tell you that. Because the reality is, and you know this, Trey, every one of us, we were born empty. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Empty. We were all born empty. And that's disappointing to even think about the fact that, that every one of us were born empty. And so so you think about it, what we try to do throughout the course of our lives is to fill the emptiness. Mm. And so there's one of two ways you can fill your emptiness. One of, One way you can fill your emptiness is to say, okay... I'm going to get whatever I want and whatever I think I need out of life and put that in me, and that will fill the emptiness. Mm-hmm. That's pride. Yeah. Pride is saying, okay, I got to have it. I got to have more. I got to have more um, 
accolades. I got to have more stuff. I got to have more possessions. I got to have, the more I get, the more full I will be. And so I'm going to do whatever I need to do. I'm going to believe myself that, that my way is best, that I can do this myself, that I can get it. I am somebody. And so I can make my own choices about what will fill me. And I'm going to go after it. Mm-hmm. That's pride. Yeah, I can It's see living that. a life that says, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make my own way. I'm smart enough. I was born in the right family. I'm going to go after what I want. I deserve it. That's pride. Humility says, I'm empty. And there's only one who can fill me. His name is Jesus. Wow. Yeah. And I believe that Jesus knows what's best for me. And so I'm going to pursue the life that he has for me. So pride says, I know I'm empty. Right. And so I'm going to fill myself up with whatever I want to try to fill the emptiness. Humility says, I know I'm empty and I can't fill myself. I'm going to pursue Jesus. He's going to be the one that fills me. Wow. The problem I've is, never even thought of yeah, it that yeah, the, way. Yeah. The I problem think that's is, great. The problem is, most of us choose the prideful way often. Mm-hmm. Even as followers of Jesus, we often choose pride. I can figure this out myself. I'm smart enough, right? I've got the position. I've got the prestige. I, I deserve it. I can go after it. I, I know what's best for my life. Mm-hmm. And, and if you think about it, that's what happened in the garden. In the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve gave into the temptation of Satan, Adam and Eve said, What? We know what's best. Mm-hmm. We know what's best. We know better than God because we know better than God. We're going to eat of that tree that God told us not to. It's interesting you say that because, you know, as I reflect back, what Satan said to them said, You will become like God. Yeah. Yeah. Is that not what Satan originally wanted to do and why yeah. he was kicked out of yeah. heaven? Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So, this is a big deal that, yes. that we all know that we're empty and we, we, instead of relying on God and humility and saying, God, you know what's best for me. In pride, we say, I know what's best for me. I'm going to fill my own emptiness. And I'm going to pursue whatever I want to, to fill that, that void in my life. Mm-hmm. And the problem is if you go the prideful route and if you go the route that says, I'm going to fill that emptiness, emptiness myself, I'm going to do it my way it is going to lead to your destruction, mm-hmm. right? So you think about Proverbs eleven two. right off the bat. It says, um, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. Mm. Why is there not more humility? Do you wonder that? I yeah. guess it's just the way we're made. It's, 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 it's or the way we fell. Our sinful nature says, I can do it my way. Mm. I'm smart enough. I'm powerful enough. I can do it. Right. Our sinful nature is a prideful nature. And so so what we need to talk about, Trey, is how do we overcome? How do we overcome pride? How, how do we destroy pride before pride destroys us? And, it, and it, does, it does say, the Bible does say a lot. Proverbs says, and what's interesting to me about Proverbs is it's Solomon who I'm assuming did have a lot of pride. I yeah. mean, he fought this yeah. issue. He had yeah. to have. Yeah, of course. I mean, um, king. Yeah, king, everything he wanted. Everything he wanted. Every woman he he wanted. Yeah. You know, everything. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, let's talk about it. I think uh, this is a great way to get started. Number one, we need to, first of all, quit obsessing about ourselves. Yeah, so that's what pride essentially is. It's an obsession with self. I want, I want, I want, I need, I need, I need, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to get. And and so we've said this before here at Northwood. Um, The reality is, is that, Trey, I know this is true about you because it's true about me. I think about myself yes. more than I think about anybody else. Isn't it true? It's just the way it works, right? That that my nature is not to be focused on others and how I can bless and serve others. My focus oftentimes is how can you bless me? Mm-hmm. What what will you do today to make my life a little bit better or a little bit easier, right? That That's pride. A pride says, you know, life is about me. And so 
that that obsession with me manifests itself in several ways. One, in pride, I want to be seen as better than others. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what prideful people want. Prideful people want to be seen as better than other people. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Look at what I've accomplished. Look at the, the smart decisions I've made. Look at what I have. I mean, obviously, when I look at my life and then I look at this person's life over here, I've made much better decisions than he has. I've, I've done much better than she has, so I must be better, right? And so, so pride is this, this sinful obsession with self where you want to see yourself better than other people. You know, Charlestonians are famous for thinking that they are the end all. Char- I mean, real Charlestonians. I mean, which you're and, one of them, aren't you? Yeah, and you were I, born and raised I, here. That's you. I was born and raised and all the way back to sixteen. You are the be all end all, aren't you? Yeah, sixteen eighty seven is when my people came in. So, you know, we have this attitude that we're we're it. We're yeah. the, we're the best. Yeah. And um, when you say that to Charlestonians, that offends them greatly because they do think they're the best. And it's so yeah. funny that people that are prideful get offended by telling them that they're prideful. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Well, Proverbs speaks of this. Proverbs says in Proverbs eleven twelve, whoever belittles his neighbor lacks mm. sense, but a man of understanding remains silent. So, so that's what happens when we're constantly obsessing with ourselves and we are wanting to be seen as better than other people. Then naturally what we'll do is we'll begin to put other people down. They can't get their act together. I've seen Why can't so they much. make wise decisions? Why can't they accomplish what I've accomplished? Why? And so we start to put people down because, again, we see ourselves as better than, right? It's a society thing, you know, and I go by the Charlestonian thing, but, you know, and I love my Charleston brothers and sisters, but what I'm just saying is that there is a way to do society in Charleston. Yeah. If you're not in that, yeah, yeah, then you're, you know, you're no one. Yeah. And uh, they don't even see it as pride. I'm yeah. telling you, I've sat around and talked to them enough. They just see it as who they are. So. Yeah, but we're, we, we, all, we all struggle with this obsession with mm-hmm. self, right, yeah, that, yeah. that I'm better than somebody else. And, and so this obsession with self, it manifests itself as seeing yourself as better than someone else. It also manifests, manifests itself in, in just this constant obsession to have your own way. Because I am better than, of course, right? Yeah. Because I'm better than, than I deserve, right? I deserve to have my own mm-hmm. way. I deserve to have you cater to my needs. I deserve for you to do this for me. I deserve to get ahead. I deserve whatever. Because I'm better, I deserve more. I, I deserve to be looked at on a higher level. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not like you. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. That, that that's that's pride, right? And, and Proverbs speaks of this as well. Proverbs says in Proverbs 28, 26, whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. But he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. So, so this, this prideful attitude, right, is trusting in yourself. I know what's best. I am the best. And so mm-hmm. I deserve more. I deserve it all. That's trusting in your own mind. It's thinking too highly of yourself. And if you think too highly of yourself, what Proverbs says is you're full. Wow. Right? Yeah. And so you think about it too. It's, it's, it's this obsession with wanting to be seen with better than other people. It's, it's, it's an obsession to get your own way. It's also an obsession to be treated as the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. That's what prideful people want. That, and if it's left up to ourselves and left up to our sinful natures, that's what we all want. We all want to be treated as if we are somebody, mm-hmm. right? Again, go back to, to look at what I've done, look at my accomplishments, yeah. look at where I came from. I'm a Charlestonian. I'm a, a, a Southerner. I'm a whatever it might be. Right. Because of who I am and the family I was born into and what I've accomplished, you need to treat me a certain way. Mm-hmm. You need to treat me as somebody who is important. And we deserve it. We deserve it. We deserve that. That's right. I've heard That's that. Right. Yeah. And, and Proverbs speak to this. Listen to what Proverbs 25, 6 and 7 says. Do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of the great. 
In other words, what, what Solomon is saying is, is don't honor that or don't mm-hmm. desire that position of honor, to be in the king's presence or in that place of the great. Listen, listen. he says, for it is better to be told, come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of a noble. And so what Solomon is saying, and listen, don't want that position in life where you're always saying, mm-hmm. look at me, treat me a certain way. It's better, right, for mm. you to be exalted, for you to be lifted up rather than to assume that's the place you need to be. That makes sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, Jesus talks about this. Jesus says the ones who are going to be exalted are the ones who humble themselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But, but all that to say, what, what I think Solomon is showing us in Proverbs is that the way we destroy pride before tri- pride destroys us is we just simply start by stopping mm-hmm. the obsession that we have with ourselves. Mm-hmm. I agree. You are not the center of the universe, right? <laughs> I'm not the center of the universe. I'm not better than everybody else. And, and my way isn't always the best way. Exactly. And yet, you know, narcissism is one of those issues that uh, constantly comes up in counseling and other things. People do think they're the center of the universe. It's yeah. all about yeah. me. Yeah. It's all yeah. about me. Yeah. Well, I think that leads right into number two. Is The second thing we need to quit is quit pretending your self-obsession is the way to honor. Because here's the reality. Whether we realize or not, every one of us, you know we were, we, what we are in? We are in a glory war. Hmm. And what I mean by that yeah. is that at the end of the day, that's what we all want. We all want to be a part of something that's bigger than life, bigger than ourselves. We all want to be a part of something that's glorious. Mm. And so because we want to be a part of something that's glorious, we think in our sinful nature, if I can just get people to look at me a certain way, to see me as better than others, to see me as the center of the universe, then I'll have what I want. I'll be full, and I'll have the glory mm-hmm. my heart longs for. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so, so, man, we think that our self-obsession, if I just put me first, then I'm going to get that glory my heart longs for. But you, you already alluded to this. Proverbs 16, 18, 7, 16, 18 says this, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 13.10. Pride only breeds quarrels, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. So it's also this this desire, sounds like here, especially in the second verse, that it's about, you know, I have to be right. Yeah. That idea of I have to be right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always going to be right. And quarrelsome people, I guess, can tend to be prideful yeah, people, yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so I, I think, you know, what we're getting to the heart of here is 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 the way pride operates. Mm-hmm. That that when I'm after my glory, mm-hmm. when I want people to notice me, and then I come up against somebody else who wants people to notice them as well, if we're all after our own glory... <laughs> it's going to be quarrels. There's going to be some quarrels. Yeah, I would say so. If we're all after our own glory... There's going to be some destruction, and, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. Is and you see it in in, in your family life, you mm-hmm. see it, you know, uh, in your work life, you see it, you know, even in our church life, mm-hmm. we, we see people that that are after their own glory. Look at me, look at me, and the result of everybody going after their own glory is a lot of quarreling and a lot of destruction, right? And so, 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 what we need to think about is the way that God operates. God Amen. gives honor. Listen to this. God gives honor to people who give away honor. Wow. God gives honor to people who give away honor. That's just the way it works. If you really want to experience honor, if you really want to experience glory, then give away honor. Think about this. Now, we're going to get theological for just a moment. Sure, but, let's but, do but it. Just, but just hang with me, okay? You sure. ready? Ready, go ready. deep. So, so think about 
the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three persons, one God. Our God is an all-glorious God. He is. Every person is. of the Trinity, Father, Son, Spirit, is worthy of all praise and all glory and honor. But have you ever thought about, Trey, how the three persons of the Trinity, in a sense, give away honor? I mean, you think about you think about this. Okay. Think about this. The Father. Yeah. The Father honors the Son. Mm-hmm. Right? You think about Philippians chapter 2. In Philippians chapter 2, the Father bestows on Jesus what? The name that is above every, every name. name. You think about Jesus. Jesus honors the Father. Mm-hmm. John chapter 17, when, when, when Jesus was on this earth, he said what? Father, I have come to glorify you, to do your will, right? So, so Jesus gives a glory and honor to the Father. And the Spirit, right? Same chapter, John 17, the Spirit honors the Son. The mm-hmm. Spirit points us to the redemptive work of the Son. And so what you see in the Trinity is you see the, the glorious God of all creation, who is worthy of all honor, but each person of the Trinity, now watch this, gives away honor. Mm-hmm. The Father exalts the Son. The Son glorifies the Father. The Spirit glorifies the Son. You see in this the Trinity, the Godhead, glory being shared, glory even being given away. You see what I'm saying? When, no. when, when of all beings that there are, God's above a being, but... They, he deserves all the glory. He deserves all the glory. But they give it away. And, and think about wow. this, Trey. Think about this. Think about this. Wow. The Son saves us from our sins through his death and resurrection. And now, listen, Ephesians chapter 2. In Ephesians chapter 2, Paul tells us that we are seated with Christ in where? The, in the heavenly places. Mm-hmm. And so this one who is all glorious goes so far as to share his glory with sinful fallen people like us. Wow. That'll blow your mind, won't it? Yes, it will. And here we are, us, you know, peons down on this earth obsessing over ourselves, (laughs) right? (laughs) Look at me. I'm somebody because I came from the right family or I did this, I did that, and I'm Uh trying to fill up my tank. And if you'll just praise me and I'll be more full and I'll have the glory I want. When, when we, and then we look at God and say, wait a minute, the path to glory, right? Isn't, isn't pride. Look at what I've done. The path to glory is giving away glory, Mm -hmm. honoring. Honoring God, obviously, first with our lives, but also honoring people and blessing mm. people and encouraging people. That's the path to glory, right? I mean, again, Jesus said it. He told us, right, that, that God will exalt the humble, mm-hmm. not the proud, but yeah. the humble. And, right. and the Trinity is a beautiful example of how our God, the God of all creation, shares his glory among the Godhead. I just I love it when theology ties into practical Isn't that great? living. Isn't that it really great? ties into practical yeah, living. Yeah. There. So, yeah. Well, that's great, Quit brother. pretending that your self-obsession is the way to honor because it's not. And it's good to go deep every now and again. Every I like it. Then, every now and then, that's right. Uh, number three, the third thing we need to quit. We need to quit ignoring the real path to honor. Okay, so think about this, Trey. Now, this goes along with what we already said. Okay. So so in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 33, uh, Solomon says this, The fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom. And humility, listen, humility comes mm. before honor. Humility comes before honor. So here's the question. Trey, if you wanted to be, just just think about it, if you wanted to be the most important person in the world with the most significant job in the world, how would you do it? 
Well, the idea is to humble myself. Well, that's what we, that's what we say from a Christian perspective, right? But just think about it. If you want to be oh, the most, okay, okay. If you, you wanted to be the most, you don't want the Sunday school. I don't answer. want to, not not quite yet, not quite yet. We'll <laughs> yeah, get there. Sorry. If you wanted to be the most important person in the world with the most significant job in the world, what would you do? Think about. I don't know who the most important person in the world is right now. Who knows? But let's take some examples, right? I'm not saying they're the most important, but let's think of some people. Let's think about um, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's a quadrillionaire, right? Something like You think like about that. Facebook. There are what? We have seven, pe- 7 billion people in the world. Mm-hmm. Nine billion people are on Facebook. At least nine right? billion. At least nine billion. They got two or three So uh, you think about just the, the, the impact he has made on this world, right? Or you think about you know others. You think about a Bill Gates and, mm-hmm. and just how the technological revolution. Mm-hmm. You own a personal computer today in part because of people like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, right? So just think about, you know, the way that that life has changed because of a few people who were innovative and had ideas, right? Now, now think, how did they get to be the most, some of the most important people in the world with some of the most significant contributions? I don't know, but maybe they were born in the right families. Mm-hmm. They came from means, maybe. I don't know. They had the right education. They went to the right schools. They got the right training. They had the right connections they put themselves around the right people they were in the right place and you think about all the things that they had to go through right to to get in the right place right family right connections right education you know right doors opening all those different things and then you think about the person who really was the most important person in the world jesus and you think about the most significant job to ever be accomplished the redemption of humanity, mm-hmm. right? Jesus wasn't born in the right family. I mean, I know he was born in the line of David. I get all that. But but he was born to a carpenter. Carpenter. And, you know, a, a young woman, 16, 17 years old, who mm-hmm. was a peasant. He wasn't born in the right family. He wasn't born in the right place, right? He wasn't born in Jerusalem. He wasn't born in Rome. He was born in Bethlehem. Mm. He, he he didn't have the right earthly connections. At all. Right? Yeah. I mean, he didn't grow up in the palace. He grew up in Nazareth, mm-hmm. a backwoods town in Israel. And so if you look at Jesus, he didn't have all the right things, it didn't seem. Right? He didn't have the connections. He didn't have the the ties to the king. He didn't have all those things that you would think would make him the most important person in the world with the most significant job. Right? You would think that, yeah. He came as simply a humble servant. <laughs> Born at the right time at the hand of the Father, in the right place, according to the Father's will, he came as a humble servant to give away his life for you and me. We think that the path to honor is to be born in the right place, to have the right family, the right name, the right connections, the right job, the right this, the right education, the right that. We have all the right things, then we'll find honor, mm-hmm. right? And so, so we, we kick and scream and we, we manipulate and we do everything we can to put ourselves in the right place, pridefully, to get the honor that we want. And what Jesus shows us is really the right path to honor is humility, Right to put the needs of others above your own to live for the sake of other people. Mm. That's where the honor is, and and I think Proverbs shows us that, and and the entirety of Scripture shows us that. That listen, if you want to experience real glory, if you want to be full, if you want to to ultimately experience honor, 
And the path of that is not pride, a life that says, I'm going to do whatever I want to do to get what I want out of life, a life that says, I always know what's best for me. No, no, no. The path to real glory, the path to real honor is humility. God knows best. God knows best, and God knows that the path to honor comes through service and humbling myself and living for the sake of others. That's where it's at. That's where the glory is. That's where the honor is. It's not in living for me. And yet we think that that is, we usually live the opposite to that. Yeah, You know, we we try self-promotion and self, everything about how I can get better and all those things, and yet we look at the life of Jesus uh, who made the most impact. And it's not just for time, it's for eternity. That's exactly right. You know, sometimes we're never going to be recognized here on earth. That's exactly right. we have right. to come to the place to say, it's okay. That's exactly okay. right. That's exactly right. All righty. Um, so do, does that mean that we need to just sit back, do nothing, and kind of hang out? Or where do, we, where do we go from here then, if, that, if that's the case? We've got to start being honest. I think for every one of us, we need to start being honest with ourselves and be honest about the pride that is within our hearts, mm-hmm. that pride that, that keeps us from wanting to give away honor and, want, and keeps us from living lives of service. You've got to be honest and you just got to start repenting, repenting of that pride and asking Jesus to teach us how to be humble, swallowing our pride and embracing the humility that, that uh, God has for us. And s- instead of asking, hey, what's best for me? What's mm-hmm. going to be best for me to get me ahead in life? Mm-hmm. What's best for God? What's best for God in his kingdom? And how am I going to live that out? I think that's the answer. Wow. It's a simple question. Yeah. But I don't know that how often we want to use that question. That's right. People look, you know, I think of people looking at things like uh, they want to go to a better job so they can get more money. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go to uh, get my kids in a better school so they can get more money. You're right, right. So they can be looked up to and I can be looked up to because yeah. my kids went to these schools. Yeah. And that's not bad. It's not bad to want to better yourself. Mm-hmm. But, but, the primary question in life cannot be, what will better myself? What's best for me? That can't be the primary question. Mm-hmm. If you are living a humble life before God, the primary question has to be, what's best for God and his kingdom? Where can I put myself? Mm-hmm. Where does God want to put me in life that's best for his glory and his kingdom where I can be a humble servant and, and, and follow the real path to honor? All right, there's someone here that I guarantee is listening to this and has realized now, after hearing what pride is, because I think people uh, don't even know what pride is. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do they they begin the process by repenting? Yeah, where where do we start? It, yeah, just be honest about your own pride. Repent and start asking the right question. God, what do I do to live a life that's consistent with your will, that brings you honor, what's best for you in your kingdom? That, that's, gonna be, that's, a, that's a daily thing. That's an everyday. That's what we do. And then when God gives them the answer, they need to follow you, you that just, answer. Just it's obey. not just asking the question. We've said it it's a million obedience. times. We've said a million times, obey. It yeah. really is really amazing what works out in your life when you actually start obeying God. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Tommy, this has been very insightful and very deep. It's yep. been good. It's good, been good, really good. good. So good. Uh, why don't you close us out, and uh, we'll, we'll come back next all week right. and do it well, all over We do over hope again. this has been helpful for you and has encouraged you to live in humility. And listen, we know this. We understand. We all struggle with pride. Uh, and I just want to encourage you as we close our time together to turn to the Spirit of God and to walk in humility, repent of that pride, and glorify Him and watch how God honors you for that. Uh, We hope this has been helpful for you. If this has been helpful for you, go ahead right now and share this with a friend and go ahead right now and subscribe to this podcast. You can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. That helps us get the word out. And as always, we hope that this episode has helped you connect faith to life.